You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Broncos Broncos country. Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. Touchdown Denver. All right, guys, we're back from that quick break, and we're going to switch to the other side of the ball here and talk a little defensive football uh, with the expert here, Nick Ferguson. And Nick, I, we, we, we mentioned him at like the end of the show uh, the other day, and that's Pat Sertan. It's, it's crazy. We should be leading with Pat Sertan every single week. I mean, that guy is, is unbelievable. Uh, what's just been your impressions of Pat through three games? I, I, you know, he's coming off the, I think it was six targets. Um, you know, no catches. I think they only targeted him once in the second half, which is just a compliment, basically saying we're just not going to throw his way. Uh, wh- what did you think uh, of him on Sunday, and what have you just thought of him through three games? Well, as far as his work on Sunday, uh, I thought it was great. And first, I'll start with this. Uh, the fact that he left the Texans game with an injury, and he was listed day-to-day earlier in the week, just the fact that he was able to get out there and play in that game, you know, my, I tip my cap to him. And then just, just looking at the way that he performed, I mean, Brandon Ayuk is, is a very talented uh, wide receiver. And just like you said, I mean, that second half, I think he was targeted one time. And that's when you know you're getting that level of respect that guys like Rod Woodson, Deion Sanders, and Champ Bailey receive because when they're on the field, it's like the quarterback decides that, hey, I'm not even throwing to that side of the field. And now as a defensive coordinator – you can use more guys and bring them down in a box. You can use your safeties more because you know that you don't have to really help that corner as much as you may have need to help another corner. And, and, and for me, I think also what contributes to uh, what PSU is doing, to me it is kind of a reflection of, you know, Ronald Darby. Darby, you know, himself has received a lot of criticism, uh, especially when he came over from Washington. And even last year, now he has also stepped up his play, but this is all kind of a – after effect of having a guy like PS2 on your squad because you know that they're not going to throw over there. So they're going to throw at you a lot. So you have no choice but to get better. You remember, you know, Neil O'Donnell in that Super Bowl against the Dallas Cowboys and Larry Brown became like the darling in the NFL. I think he had two interceptions in that game. That's because they were not going to throw at Deion Sanders. That is kind of what's happening with this Denver Broncos uh, defense. And I'll say this, it may sound a little biased, but – I mean, when you look at PSU, he is rounding into a form of being considered one of the better corners in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, I, I would argue he's in the top five, in my opinion. Um, and I don't know who those other five are, but he's got to be up there in terms of if you were to you know, have a draft of all the cornerbacks tomorrow, I would assume Pat Sertan would be in the top three or five taken. Uh, in the entire league and obviously that's because he's he's young and he's only going to get better but he, he's only in year two and he looks like he's been playing for eight years out there and, and his, his 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 body is built in a way that it's just like an ideal corner right and he's so big and he's able to to reach and, and make plays um, and, and Nathaniel Hackett talked about Sertan yesterday as well and just what he brings to this defense and we have the audio here from Broncos.com I probably wouldn't throw his way either um, he's a, uh, you know, first and foremost, I mean, as a person, I mean, this guy's special. And I think that's what makes him such a, 
uh, great player up to this point. And, um, you know, he's just going to continually get better. But just his natural athletic ability, his ability um, to not panic is huge. And, I mean, when you take this amazing athlete and then you take this guy that's so humble and a guy that wants to be coached and wants to be great, I think that's when you see him continually grow and get better. Nick, you played with some some great corners in your career. What What's it like playing with a guy like Pat, who you, you talked about it a little bit earlier, where you know, you know he's going to be shut down on that side, but also just playing with a guy – uh, you know, he, he's not a big trash talker. I think a lot of times you see corners are guys that like to talk a lot of trash. And Pat's kind of a quiet guy, it seems like. At least when we talk to him as media, he's, he's a pretty quiet guy. But what's it like playing with a guy like Pat? I mean, it's great. And I've been around uh, guys in my career that uh, kind of fit that same mold. Or Pat fits the, the mold. Early on in my career, when I was with the New York Jets, uh, it was – Aaron Glenn, who's now the defensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions. And then I also played with Champ Bailey here. And the thing that made those guys so unique is not just the, the, the skill set, the will to compete, but, you know, they were not trash talkers. They allowed their play to speak volumes uh, for them. And to me, it, it just we, we live in a day where everyone, it's a me guy, they want their 15 minutes of fame. I mean, I mean, Deion Sanders did it back in the day. Now, Jalen Ramsey is now doing it again, being a Florida State guy. But the difference is that sometimes uh, Jalen speaks more than putting his time on his game. And this is where PS2 is, is, is a lot different. Uh, these Both of these guys are long. They have long arms. They're very athletic. They're very talented in their own right. But PS2, he's not going to sit out there and talk. And where I come from in Miami, you may have heard this too, it's a saying, don't talk about it, be about it. And you don't have to really toot your own horn if you are that great. You just let your play kind of stand for you. And that's what he's doing, you know, right now. He's going out there Sunday night football. He's making plays in prime time. And, you know, we'll get into it later on in the week. But that's going to be another prime time matchup. Devontae Adams against the youth and talented skill set of PS2. And I'm eager to see how he, you know, steps up to that challenge. But for the most part, He's rounding into form once again, and if he stays healthy, he would definitely be maybe the top corner that we're talking about in years uh, down the line. Yeah, I mean, I think that his athletic ability is going to make him one of the best for a while. Obviously, he needs to stay healthy, and, and uh, the shoulder injury was a scary one just because it was like, you know, how do you how do you replace a guy like Pastor Tan? You don't. It's it's really difficult. Uh, but I think one area that I've really seen Pat grow the most is, and I know a lot of people don't probably care about this, but uh, he's been really good with the media. And I think that shows a lot of maturity and growth. Um, you know, when he came in as a rookie, not to say he was bad with the media, right? He was just really short, uh, wasn't a guy that was super talkative. You know, we spoke to him yesterday uh, and he talked for 10, 15 minutes. And I think that kind of speaks to just his ability to uh, mature and grow as a, as a person too. And it, you can tell when talking to him, how just smart he is, right? Like he just understands the game of football. And obviously he gets a lot of that from his dad and the way he grew up uh, and obviously being around the game. But I have seen him grow up a ton uh, this last year. And, and I think that you can see it on the field too. So um, it's really cool to see him become the player he is because like you said, Nick, he's going to be a staple for this Broncos franchise for a long time. Um, yeah, 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 he, he will be. So I'm interested to see how he continues to grow. And his growth is going to really reflect how well this defense uh, is actually doing itself. 
Yeah, and, and that's what I wanted to dive into is, is obviously Pat's just one of 11 guys uh, on this defense and, and really, you know, 18, 19 guys that, that end up playing, um, you know, rotating in. But, Nick, I wanted to read you some stats about this Broncos defense. Um, they, they right now are, are arguably one of the best, if not the best defense in the league statistically. Uh, points per game, they're second, only giving up 12 points per game. Yards per game, third, 251.3. Passing yards per game, third, 170. And rushing yards per game, sixth, 81.3. How good do you think this defense can be? Obviously, they got to stay healthy. Uh, they're doing this without Justin Simmons, which is, is pretty remarkable. Um, but just how how good do you think this group can be? Well, they, they can be as good as uh, they, they want to be. And health is a key role to that. And we saw that from game, the first two games to this game with Joseph Jewell making his uh, return. And I have to definitely give him a shout out. Nine tackles, one sack, uh, two TFLs, hacking for losses, and two quarterback hits. I mean, that's a great game for a guy who was nursing a calf injury. But, yeah, they can stay together. And uh, Bradley Chubb said it himself after the game. He, he, he issued an apology to his mother before he said it. But he was like, uh, and I'll give you the PC version. This defense is thinking good, right? And he's absolutely right. And I'm, I'm happy for a lot of these guys who I, I guess, you know, a lot of fans and those uh, in the media, not you and I, have said negative things about him, Bradley Chubb being one of those guys. And being able to see them go out, have fun, and, and keep that smile on their face, I mean, that, that that's something that you want as a defensive unit. And the fact that Justin Simmons isn't playing and he probably won't be back for another two weeks, that, that's exceptional because you have to think, okay, well, Caden Stearns is held down the fort. What happens when Justin Simmons comes back? Now you can, you know, throw in like six DBs, seven DBs. I don't know what Azure Evero is going to do, but the confidence is starting to swell with this team. And I can tell you this, being a guy that coached on the defensive side of the ball and played when the group, not an individual, but when the group's confidence starts to swell like this, it, it, it bodes well for the group. And they go out there every single game saying that, you know what, we know we're the best. We don't have to think about it. and We don't need you to validate us. We already know we're a great defense and we're going to show you. Yeah, and I think the difference for this group this year, because I think that they've had a really good defense the last couple of years, right? I mean, Vic Fangio was a great defense corner. Say whatever you want about him as a head coach. The guy knows defense, right? Um, and I think that the difference, though, this year is – that pass rush and, and those guys up front are better than they've, they've been in, in previous years. And I think that's obviously, you know, going out and getting a DJ Jones. I think the rookies played really well. Matt Henningsen has come in and been a contributor. Uh, you know, Bradley Chubb is finally healthy, right? And and like you said, we all know Bradley's great. Like he's one of the best pass rushers in the league when he is healthy and he's 100%. And we're seeing that through three games. You go out and you get Randy Gregory, who I, I want to say – I thought it was a good signing when they did it. It looks even better now. And I think there was a lot of people that were hesitant about Randy. And, and maybe that's because of some of the off the field history that he had previously. Uh, but the guy is loved in the locker room. Uh, I love talking to him. I think he's a leader on this football team, a veteran guy that has a, a good presence and a good voice in that locker room. And then he's a freak on the field. I mean, that guy is massive, Nick. I've never seen a defensive end, a pass rusher that big, at least – not that I've covered. And so you've got those two guys on the end. You've got Baron Browning, who, again, another thing that a lot of people were critical about was moving him outside. And it looks like it was a really smart move 
One, because he's playing really well there. They have that cool NASCAR package, right, where they have all those three guys out there. But also, it showed you that was the faith that they had in Josie Jewell and Jonas Griffith, who I think are both playing at an elite level right now. And again, when you look at this defense, it starts up front, right? I think they've had a good secondary the last couple of years. When you talk about Justin Simmons, Kareem Jackson, Pat Sertan, you know, Ronald Darby, they, they've had good guys back there. Uh, but now that you have the pass rush to go with it, the inside linebackers that I think have played really well and put, played a lot of football now with Josie, uh, I just think that from, from top to bottom, uh, this is a unit that if they stay healthy, which again is a big F, right? DJ Jones in the, in the concussion protocol this week, who's been a huge contributor, but if they can continue to stay healthy throughout the season, this is a group that I think is going to finish top five in a lot of spots. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned, you know, Randy Gregory. He reminds me of Simeon Rice, who played with me for a short period of time with the Denver Broncos. But I remember Simeon, most people remember him from his days with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And remember how that defense galvanized. They would fly around. They would hit people. And that's what this defense kind of reminds me of. And just looking at that pure length of Randy Gregory. And Bradley Chubb kind of got into it, too, as well. For those teams who want to throw those little slip and tunnel screens to uh, wide receivers, those guys are athletic enough where they can rush the passer and jump up in the air to deflect those passes. And we saw Randy Gregory do it against the Washington football team when he was a member of the Dallas Cowboys when he batted the ball to himself. And th that's kind of one of the things that we look for and that athleticism you want in those edge rushers. So if these guys stay healthy, they continue to build and stack you know, game after game, then at the end of the season, man, we would definitely talk about this unit it being one of the top five, if not the top group in the NFL. Yeah, and, and the other thing I like, Nick, and I want to get your quick thoughts on it before we sign off here, the the dark side, the mentality, uh, I think that, that that's great. I think that that mentality of, of being the villain, right, uh, and, and being a group that can dominate, I, I really like that. Maybe that's because I'm a, a superhero type guy, uh, <laughs> but I, I really like the mentality, don't you? Yeah, I do. And remember this, you know, both of us being comic book guys, no, there, there's no hero without a villain, right? Yeah. And, and you definitely need that. If so, in, in this case with the Broncos, the defense, they're the dark side. So they embrace that dark side and they are the heroes. So they're both good and evil at the same time. And that evil that they embrace, I, I love it because that means that they're going out there being efficient and striking fear and opposing offensive units every Sunday. Yeah, yeah. And, and I just think that they're going to continually get better. Um, but the villain this week, Nick, are the Raiders. Uh, and we will break down the Raiders uh, later this week. Um, so thanks to everybody tuning into another episode of Touchdown Denver. I'm Ben Affleck, uh, joined by my good friend, <laughs> Nick Ferguson. We both appreciate you, Ben and Nick, uh, for, for tuning into this week's episode. Make sure you guys like, subscribe to the podcast, and we'll see you guys again in a couple days.